and I'm going to show anybody out there that thinks for one second that maybe I'm second-guessing myself that I am the greatest of all time forever and ever. Second-guessing is the theme. What does that mean? Well, what it means is we're offering you a smorgasbord. I think that's right. Or is it a smorgasbord? Board. All right. That for football. Camp start. We do a show that is NFL-focused here today, especially. Good stuff. What are we trying to learn during training camps? What are the key questions we want to answer? But you can hear the pads a-cracking. So now is the time to jump in with the early bird. Now, what's Fez really known for? Two super contest titles. I was letting you finish, Fez. You like to say it so much. (laughs) Go ahead, say it once. You're a two-time champion. Back to back. Back to back, exactly. Only man ever to walk the earth, not just to win back to back, the only man ever to win two, ever. It's that hard. He's one of one to win two. NFL, he knows. AJ, a college football expert. You've seen, hey, he did good in the NFL last year. College football expertise. In the last three years, two of them, he had the best record of all the pros in two separate seasons, right? Yes. Damn good. Damn good. Scott Seidenberg, a big game hunter, you would say. His volume, it's not high, but he zeroes in. Kaboom. College football also. So you might be saying, RJ, what are you telling us? We can't have combo packages that are discounted with two different handicappers. Don't you know your own site? If you want Fez, you got to get Fez. You want AJ? Yeah, that's typically the case. This is special. Football special. These guys are special. Handpicked to be on the pod with me. And now you have your choice. You can get all three of them if you want. College football, college football, and Fez in the NFL. Or... Or you can get any two of them, Fez and Scott, Fez and AJ, whoever you want to be your college football specialist. And that will be the only time that we plan, and I think we ever have, though historically we've done this with the pod where, hey, the college expert gets to be with Fez. We've never offered three options, and we never, ever allowed the cross-handicapper combos other than this, historically. So that's one of a kind. And now the first time you have your choice of three, any two of them, or all three, here's the prices. The same as if you were buying any other pro with those huge discounts. So you get the flexibility, you get the targeted specialization, and the same big discounts. So right now, the current early bird price, this is early bird. This is more if you had bought the packages separately. If you had done that, it's 1100 the early bird combo, $9.95. Boom. So you already save over 100 But you can't combo these guys typically. But no, you can here. And now we're giving you a coupon code for another 100 off. Combo 100. C-O-M-B-O 100. All one word. And that brings you $8.95 for two. Any two for $8.95. And Fez, with you especially... With the football, you get season wins, you get prop. I mean, it's like uh, it, it, a smorgasbord, a one man. No doubt. How, like right now, what do you have up? If they acted right now, before even the pod started. Seven NFL bets are up. Like already week one, week two kind of bets. Yeah, week one, uh, week, one week two, week two, week three, and season wins. Yeah. And season wins. Yeah. 
The season wins are selling separately for like for like what fifty bucks or something. I can't recall the amount. It's more a big than number, yeah. a bit more. Yeah, and that's just part of this. No, I, I mean, guys, I'm t- listen. You know me. Think about how much promotion for every minute of talking that any pod does. I'm at the low, low, low end. Now you could say that's because of a lot of talking, RJ, but still. I don't promote, and I don't say, like, you better do this. I'm not saying you better do this, but if you're going to get Faz, you're going to get a college expert, this is the perfect dream scenario. Dream preview, this is it. You get your experts, your choice. And, oh, by the way, if you want all three, normal price $14.95, bucks off at $13.95. A lot of people, literally just their picks – are thirteen, fourteen hundred dollars for one person that aren't near as good, let's be candid. Remember, combo one hundred, you go pregame.com, you click buy picks, you load in whatever package you want, and the different combos will be there. Hey, it's Fez and Scott, Fez and AJ, etc. All three of them, put it in, use combo one hundred, get your extra hundred off. And so what I'm saying is if you're going to get these guys, now's the time because of all the early bets, the lines move, the win totals move, and because when you do it per day or per pick, it's like it's like it comes out to like 3 bucks a day like for the best stuff in both sports of football. I don't usually I usually joke more. This is one of those times where your whole season the results, your bottom line for the whole season can be driven by this one decision. Combo 100. And if you're not sure, if you're sure, do it now. In fact, this is what I'm going to do. This is going to be the honor system. The honor system. Uh-oh. Here it is. I'm not even, I don't even have permission to do this. But I get to do what I want. But it can be a fight sometimes, let me tell you. If you tell me, right, if you send an email to Tom, tom at pregame.com, who runs sales, does all the customers, you know, him and Mark do the customer service stuff, and you say, RJ, we didn't wait to listen to the pod. Say, RJ told us to tell you we didn't wait to listen to the pod. We bought right away just on, because we didn't need to hear anymore. We knew it was going to be good, and it's good. We knew it. You can pick any of these guys for one month and get their alternative sport for the first month of the season free. So you want AJ's NFL because he kicked ass in the NFL. You just send in, say, I bought it before. I want AJ's NFL. You want Fez's college for the first month. Boom. Scott's NFL. Not not as attractive, let's be candid. <laughs> we're just being, you know, we're straight talkers here. What do you think of that, Fez? Strong. You're, are you mad you're thinking you're going to lose sales over that? No, I'm going to get sales because people are going to see what I can do in college. Boom, they'll do the month, and then they'll be like, boom, I need Fest College the rest of the year. That's interesting. It could be the same thing with AJ. Exactly. What, what did they say in, um, in Wall Street? Buddy boy, start buying it up at 15 and a half. Don't pay more than 15 and 5 eighths, and don't F it up. <laughs> Whatever Training camp has started, so we're going to talk about what can we learn during the training camp. Plus, Fez is back, but he's Logie. Yes, but to my right, A.J. Hoffman. A little bit right of him, Steve Fezzik. Steve, did you take—are you—I don't want to make a big deal, but are you now addicted to opioids? 
No, I'm just, you know, laid back California lifestyle. We'll get rid of that. It, it won't take long. <laughs> we'll get rid of that. <laughs> Scott Seidenberg? No tan on this guy either. wonder well, if he was outside much. Yeah, well, listen, when you're, when you're playing one, two, no limit hold yeah. on your computer, you don't get much of a tan. When the high temperature is 66 degrees and you're under the clouds in the marina layer, yeah, you don't get a tan. Well, there's only one question we all want to know. Why Kiki or the rest of the island? Monterey, Carmel, Pebble Beach. <laughs> what did you think of that story last uh, week? Phenomenal. Phenomenal story. Okay, we're back from a time shift. Oh, did Fess step on it? You know, we have a guest in. And let's be honest, when you get a guest in, you know, I don't age people, you know, I don't say, but, you know, 30s, early 40s, whatever, like that range, not old, let's say. You think, you know, jockey, you know, guy that's muscled up a little bit, fi firefighter. So for the first time in history, a conversation led, and by the way, I'm not saying this just to make sure you listen to the end of the pod, but <clears throat> maybe you will because of this, is it came up in natural conversation, or unnatural, is this... Um, adult movie that I found to be particularly artistic. And for the first time in history, we put a somewhat, you know, not, you know, muted at all, but to find the name of the adult movie, we put it up on the screen. So then we're, you know, we, a little bit, you know, 30 seconds goes by, whatever, minute. Feds kept saying, hold on, hold on, you know. And finally, and I did, I admit, I said, hey, if anyone's offended, you know, no one says a word. But then we look at our guest and he says, actually, I'm extremely religious and I'm trying not to, uh, like I'm looking away. <laughs> What's the odds? What's the odds that the first time in history that we ever put something up on the screen that could possibly offend anyone like that, you know, that way, that, that it's the one time we have a guest in. It feels like 100%. Like that's the only way it could have happened. <laughs> but the, he was, now Fez, why you heard that? He goes, oh, we saw, we personally, and he started bowing almost like he, it was a Japanese kind of thing a little bit. <laughs> But 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 <laughs> he was very gracious. He said, "No problem. You're going to hell, but it's not, you know it doesn't bother me at all." <laughs> That's pretty funny, right? He's like laughing. <laughs> I would have been hilarious if he would have said, "Doesn't bother me if you guys are going to hell." <laughs> it's y'all's problem. <laughs> all right. If you want to hear that happen in real time, <laughs> it's moved to the end of the pod. No editing. No editing. And at the very end is my recommendation. Fez, you didn't write it down. I did not. Is that just because there's a holy man here? I, I got to catch up on, like, <laughs> these other recommendations first before I surf into, like, the porn that I missed. Plus, you know what you like. I do. <laughs> All right. So let's get straight <laughs> into the content. And as we said, we're going to talk about maybe, it looks like about 15 or 18, so they're going to be short, things that we think we can ascertain from the preseason. Meaning, if I had my druthers, would, could I know this by opening kickoff and it would inform my betting, my season, win totals, et cetera, et cetera. And we're going to go mostly by division, uh, going from the AFC East. Let's start with Buffalo. I think we can find out pretty easily, and this is maybe one of the top ones on the list. Diggs, the wide receiver, 
he's disgruntled by all, almost all accounts that aren't coming from state media, you know, coming from the team itself. Yeah. And, AJ, we talked about this in pre-production. The Bills might have the worst – if you took the best receiver off of every team – Bills might have one of the worst receiving cores after that. Meaning if you say, you know, depth after the first receiver. Yeah, it's one of the worst. I won't I won't go to the worst, but it's one of the worst. I mean, you think about like the good receiving core, like Cincinnati, like like um Seattle. Yeah, take away one guy and Seattle is still too. Still good. strong, yep. Yeah. Who's the second best one in Buffalo? Gabe Davis. No, no, no. That's who they want to be the second best one. He had a real good year two years ago, but he had a disaster last year, yeah. right? So the guy that just is off a disaster is the second best. Yeah. Yep. Who's not counting tight ends? Well, I think you count tight ends. Who's a good tight end? Dawson Knox, and then they just drafted Who's Dalton Dawson King Knox. Hitt. He's the tight end for the Buffalo Bills. Who was he before? He's been the tight end for the Buffalo Bills. And he's good? Yeah. Fez. No, he's good for a tight end. Yeah, well, he's not I mean, he's, he's like what? A I'm fourth? just telling you who the, is he. Is he the next best receiver on okay, the Bills? But he's not that good. He's like a 43 yard a game type of guy, okay. right? Something like that. Yeah. I was just saying this Bills team that's still one of the Super Bowl favorites hinges on, by most accounts, an erratic personality. I mean, you've been a fan. Does Diggs seem even keel to you? No. No, I mean he did until he was till he was mad, dissatisfied. He's like and, the Incredible Hulk. Yeah, you don't like me when I'm angry. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I don't like him when he's angry. So, do you agree that if that blows up, that's a problem? It's a disaster. Yeah, Fez, that's a lot. To, but I think we learned during the preseason. And and you're way better at this than I. How do we tell if he's happy or unhappy? I think that what you got to do is you parse what comes out of camp and assume it's doubly as bad. Yeah. And half is good. Whatever comes out of camp, they're saying he's the best. You know, he's this. He's half as good. And if it's bad, it's double bad. So it's pretty much does any bad come out. Yes. Like, well, let's think how it happened during um, the mini camps. He left practice without permission. Like, I mean, he's he's making it pretty easy to ascertain in a way. Diggs made an interesting post on Instagram yesterday. Oh, that's a scary thought. There we go. He says, quote, some people threw dirt on my name while others have given flowers. The thing is, it was all a garden to me. I grew from it. Wow. Hmm. We could spend the rest of the show yeah. parsing that. <laughs> I think Stefan Diggs might be a genius. Yeah. You know, I, but I think that's an old run DMC song he quoted. But, <laughs> but I will say this. He's not backing off. That's bad, actually. Think about it. He's saying, some gave me flowers, which I'm not sure if that's connected to the garden or not. Because if you have a garden, do you need flowers? Right? Mixed metaphor, maybe. Hmm. Yeah. I don't know. But him saying, what he's saying is, some people gave me crap, some people liked it. He's not saying, I renounce it, or it's over. No, he's saying it all helped him grow into the person he is. Which means a person who seemingly has no regrets about it. Mm -hmm. AJ, what do you think of that? I again, I'm not. Uh, I'm concerned about the Bills this season. You agree, Fess? I do, but I think in pre-production you brought up a very sage point that the pendulum has really swung on these Bills. Just uh, a few games back, the Bills Monday night at Cincinnati laying two and a half. So the market's saying they're not better than the Bengals. They're way, way better than the Bengals, and now. All of a sudden, 
based upon one bad play at one bad quarter and one bad playoff game in the snow. Oh, Cincinnati's clearly the better team. So there has been a big reevaluation in the Bills. Next week, we're going to have the five most interesting teams of 2023. Bills are going to be one of them. Ooh. Because I think the Bills are right there. I won't name them all right now. The Browns. Yes. Maybe interesting sounds like almost like a soap opera. No, I mean they have wide-ranging outcomes. Mm. You know, Denver. Denver. Put that on the list. I think the Rams. There's yes. a lot of ways the Rams can go. Atlanta. Mm, that That's just about the quarterback, it feels yeah. like, right? I mean, it's really, if the quarterback's good, they're good. Green Bay also. Quarterback's good, they're good, right? Um, I would, personally, I'm going to launch a um, conspiracy theory here in a little bit about the Washington team. And This is good. And I believe that Washington will go on the list. Mm. Okay. a very interesting team. But I like this. In fact, and we'll take you know opinions and, and and pick other teams. Let's keep moving though. The Jets in Miami, will that either of them sign Dalvin Cook? Both of them. Well, I think Miami more needs them. I think it's the missing piece, or or the last piece of the offensive puzzle, other than Tua's health. And remember, Tua's health is the biggest question. But we can't ascertain. I mean, I guess he could get hurt in practice, but he's not going to get a, likely a concussion in practice because they're not going to be anywhere near him with pads. Yeah. Um, I guess another thing is Tua supposedly put a lot of weight on, like try to muscle up. And started, I think he started doing like jujitsu or something. So maybe to some degree we could see how to his new body, you know, like his new physical way is gonna be. But I think the real story is is a cook. How'd I tear my ACL last time? Jujitsu. Yeah, I don't think he's probably like you know, going at it like you did. <laughs> it's all about AJ. <laughs> by, by, no, 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 no. But by the way, if you say the way I tore my ACL ACL last time. It's a sign of being injury prone. Mm. <laughs> never tore an ACL. Now, I've never fought jiu-jitsu. So there you go. <laughs> I'm also not as... I think it's more about your decision-making. than eh, Both, probably. Because yeah. I think, to some degree, if you fight jiu-jitsu, you're going to get hurt no matter Eventually how... Eventually it happens. <laughs> mm. All right. Um, there was a time, like five or six years ago, I gave serious thought to it. like Because I, I was reading about how it's like the distillation of all the different fighting you know like if you know jiu-jitsu you don't need to know anything else but if you know any other thing it's limited yeah that's cool you know by far the best for self-defense see i i always like the name Krav maga that always seemed tough. i don't I, I don't think Krav maga, maga works in real life but it, i thought the israeli like special forces yeah. used it yeah they seem tough sure uh, I, I've seen a lot of guys, Krav Maga guys. Uh, well, I'm not saying they can. I'm just saying that's all. That was always the one before jujitsu. People said was like, "This is the real." Yeah. One. But you're saying no. I, yeah, it's not functional. How about Bruce Lee karate? Uh, I, I will say Bruce Lee is very good at what he does. Was He's, very good at what yeah. he did. Uh, karate doesn't translate well to self defense. Future episode: If Bruce Lee was teleported in a time machine. From his most fit moment uh-huh. to today, could he win the UFC? No. Wow. So name someone with a goofy name, because it'll be funnier, who could beat Bruce Lee. And it, you, Islam Mahashev. 
Well, he sounds like he could beat Bruce Lee. Yeah. Maybe like Jimmy Jimmy Butler. Not Jimmy, but Jimmy Smith. <laughs> they find a really crazy, like look through the rankings. Okay. We'll, and find a guy who can beat Bruce Lee? Yeah, that has a real kind of OP name. Okay. Let me, give me a minute. We'll make this the title of the pod. AJ says <laughs> Bobby Smith would kick Bruce Lee's ass. Yeah. Could Shamrock kill him? Yeah. Oh, see, really? Because Shamrock's like four generations back, right? Yeah. But Shamrock could should wrestle. Like if any fight, once fighters started getting taken to the ground, but Bruce Lee doesn't get taken to the ground. He's never fought a wrestler. So Bob Backlund <laughs> could beat Bruce Lee. Quite possibly. I actually think your logic is starting to fall apart on itself. But you look it up. Fez, you're a Bruce Lee guy, right? Over no, I'm much more like Bob a ha- over Bruce much Lee. more like a Haystacks Calhoun. Like, so Haystack or Bruce Lee? Oh, Haystacks just kill him. Just I mean, I mean it's like 600 pounds. Weren't you, weren't you an Ivan Putsky guy? The oh, Polish sure. power? Yeah. He he used to whip against the rope, and he'd have two hands like in the fist, and he'd do like an over <laughs> over the shoulder, boom, hit him. <laughs> They were out at that point. But it was only jobbers that would go. Like, he couldn't, he would never do that to, like, Jimmy Snooker. Mm. Snooker. Superfly. Oh, I was a big Snooker fan. But then as I got a little little more surly, I became a Don Morocco guy. The Rock. Yeah, that's what they did call him. Yeah. The Ma- it was The Rock before The Rock. The man- magnificent Morocco. I tell you, you want to go back and watch an old school match? Morocco. Who, who was it? Oh. I think Ricky Steamboat, maybe. But he had a couple of these two out of three fall matches for the Intercontinental title. Mm. They were great. Huh. Okay. <laughs> Next team. So, do we think Cook, do you think Cook moves the needle, Fez, for, for Miami or the Jets? I think it depends if the Jets running back that they had from Iowa State if he's recovered. So what, if not, what, if, if he's... What are we hearing about that? So Brees Hall's on the pup list Thank to you. start, um, you know, training camp. They are, though, optimistic that he's going to be good for week one. He definitely moves so it we got to take half of that positivity. <laughs> yeah. We definitely, he definitely moves it for Miami. But the pup list is just a formality. It's like if the guy, you know, it's just the... Uh, Designation so that the guy's not there and there's no fines or whatever. It's but it, but it help, but it also helps him have another body in camp, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Number three, still in the AFC East, will New England have a professional offense with the new OC returning O'Brien? A lot of stuff we're not going to be able to tell from the games because first stringers are playing not very much. Though New England plays them more than most, Belichick does. But I think it doesn't matter if it's the backups or what. You're going to see how a fit, you know, th- does this look like an offense that's got its shit straight? Thoughts? I think it has to look better than it did a year ago. And I got ripped up a little bit for questioning Belichick. And when did you do that? When I said, why is he going into a season with defensive coordinators as his oh, offensive so, coordinator? So what you're saying is, I got ripped up, but ha ha, I was right. And everyone that criticized me was wrong. Is yes. really what you were saying. That's what I'm saying. Okay. Uh, so I think getting an offensive guy back in the room is, uh, you know, a testament to Belichick also realizing that he made a mistake. But you are dozens of times on record saying you think O'Brien's a below-average coach. I think O'Brien's a fine coordinator. Fine, but it wasn't a good head coach. I don't want Bill O'Brien to be the head coach of my football team. No thank you. Huh. How have they done since O'Brien? Uh, poorly. Seems like he did pretty good. Listen, 
he lit the place on fire when he left. Like, he, he was – I know you think in hindsight he's some kind of great GM. He was not. No, no, no. No. Lying – remember, lying isn't funny. I said we have to reevaluate how bad he was because it looks like that Hopkins trade wasn't so bad. Okay. And I think that's just generally true, right? I'm just wondering if there's enough offensive pieces around Mac Jones to even give this a fair evaluation. You know, they're turning it over to Ramondre Stevenson in the backfield. Damian Harris is gone. Juju Smith-Schuster gets brought in to be the number one wide receiver. Is he a, a number one? Probably yeah. not. Uh, and but you look at the rec- you look at the receiving core. They're not thin. They they don't have spectacular players. No, but they have enough. Yeah, and they, would they draft the kid uh, Butte from LSU? That's supposed to be pretty good. I mean, let's see here. What do we got? On the, we're looking at the depth chart. All right. Who's this person? Tyquan Thornton. Okay, yeah. So him and Parker are the starters, supposedly. No, Juju. He's the third wide receiver. Oh, third. Okay. All right. I mean, Parker from Miami, I mean, they like him. Mm-hmm. How I don't remember how— They moved how on th- from Jacoby Myers, who was their number one last year. Well, he wasn't their number one. He hardly played. But he was a number one pick. Yeah. And was a butt. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, Belichick's not afraid to cut— Cut bait. Tight ends look pretty good. Yeah. They brought in Mike Gesicki from the, the Dolphins. Okay. So, listen, I am i don't question Belichick, but if I did, I would say the following. Maybe the focus on defense doesn't work in a league that defense is very hard to play. I mean, it wasn't that long ago. I mean, you think about it. What, Denver won a title, Manning's last year, with defense. Mm-hmm. Seattle won a title soon before that with defense, not far before that. Um, since Mahomes has been in the mix, and I think it's partially him and partially just the league direction, defense isn't the fu- – now, again, Tampa's defense helped them win that year, but mm-hmm. they obviously had a good offense. That was maybe the height going into that Super Bowl of defense doesn't matter because I still remember the the, the four – Teams in the final yes. four was like one, two, three, and five on offense. And then defense was just random. It was like 21. But, but Tampa, 50. Tampa's D was like nine. Yes. And the others were in their 20s. But Tampa had the fourth, you know, Tampa entering that final four had the fourth worst or the worst odds. Yes. Because they were underdogs at Green Bay. Yes. So I don't think we should overreact to them winning the Super Bowl necessarily. But it does show that back then the market was devaluing defense to the extreme. Yes. I think if you go back, like if you say all the Super Bowl era and you say who are the best defenses to win a Super Bowl. You mean like Joe Namath? Yeah. Okay. I think the two that you mentioned, that Denver defense and the Seattle defense, are the only ones in the last 15 years that make like a top 10 list. Well, Baltimore and Tampa, obviously. Yeah, but then you're going back further. further Yeah, so if you're drawing a line after that, you're saying, okay. Well, yeah, I don't remember. Just because 2002 when the Bucs won seems – like ancient history. It's over 20 years ago now. Yeah, and, and listen, 2012 and on, not only was there a new collective bargaining agreement, but the Chuck, you know, the lines or, or the holding and all the different ways of chucking receivers and disrupting them changed again. So, I mean, there really is a gradation, uh, you know, there with 12 on is modern. And, you know, it's pretty amazing. Denver and Seattle were so defensive-oriented in that time, but, boy, we haven't even come close to that. I mean, think about it. What, what's the last team? Uh, I was just going to say, like, the, the first Giants Super Bowl run, they won it because of their defense in the postseason, especially their mm-hmm. pass rush. But, tw- but, but, but again, that was, that was before that, 12. That pre-12, yeah. yeah. 
Hmm. All right. So, thus, New England had one of the best Ds last year, and they finished, you know, right around 500. Like, how is it going to get a lot better? Maybe, because they drafted a cornerback number one. But, I mean, what's the offense going to do? Which is another reason why O'Brien, look at the quarterbacks he won divisions with. Yeah. Great point. John Savage? Tom. Tom Savage? <laughs> Same thing. Not Macho Man, they called him? Okay, next. We're moving to the north, I think it's called. Baltimore. There's a new OC that everyone seems to love. How wide open is this Baltimore team going to be? We might not see Lamar much, but we can see the scheme. You got some history regarding how – what's this guy? Todd Munkin? Munkin? Munkin. Todd Munkin. Munkin? Mm-hmm. How his offenses have played historically. Yeah. Well, last year at Georgia, let's just look at these stats. They lined up in the shotgun or pistol formation 84% of their plays, which to me – and to so a lot the pistol of pistol was a short shotgun. Yes, yep. yes. But those formations lead to a lot of read option plays, and they ran play action on a, 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 over a third of their passes. So there's going to be a lot of read options. So Lamar Jackson, that's his strength, right? Now, am I correct? In the last like couple of years, the read options been really almost I don't want to say eradicated, but like it's become much less effective. A lot less of it. Yeah. So I wonder if he's got. He's been in college. Mm-hmm. You got to wonder does. Does he got a spin on it to keep it fresh? Yeah, well, if you look at just quarter, if you look at the runs inside the red zone, their running back, Kenny McIntosh, had 10 rushing touchdowns, but Stetson Bennett, the quarterback, had eight red zone rushing How touchdowns. How mobile would we call Stetson Bennett? He's not, not Lamar. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not, not. <laughs> and then as far as uh, the short passing goes, the Baltimore Ravens under Greg Roman never really threw a lot of screen passes. They were 28th league wide. They, they never finished higher than 28th under Greg Roman in screen passes. But Todd Monken at Georgia last season. Stetson Bennett threw 100 screen passes. Only six quarterbacks at the FBS level threw more screen passes last year. Now, I, again, I don't put myself up as an X's and O's guy. I'm trying to learn more. Screen passes and running quarterbacks seem to be diametrically opposed. Because the theory in a screen pass is you're kind of backpedaling. Mm-hmm. You're, you're letting the rush come to you. And then, you know, you're dumping it off. Or well, it could be a wide receiver screen as well. It could be a quick, you know. Yeah, but, but take the snap when you quick talk pass. about a team's screen game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but sometimes, I mean, like Kansas City has a good screen this, game. This, this is a really good point because when you think about it, if, if you have a mobile quarterback, mm-hmm. you just can't put your your, 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 your your head straight forward and run at him because he's just going to, like, mm-hmm. you're, you're going to miss him. So, so integrity of the rushing lanes, yeah, is, is a big deal. That's what I was trying to say yeah. exactly right. Whereas if you've got a statue back there, well, you just go you know, put your head down if you're a defender and kill the quarterback. So right? that's a good point, too. You're saying the D-line is going to be more tentative. Yes. And thus it goes against the whole idea of screens is trying to counteract yes. too much aggression on D. So, again, not saying this guy can't, mm-hmm. you know, can't uh, tweak his, his – st- I, I find it – in. when was he in the league last? 2019, Cleveland. So it sounds recently – but we actually did a little study before the show. How many defensive coordinators were defensive coordinators for their team in 2019 and are still defensive coordinator for that team? So we're talking about three years ago, and we figured two. it was two. If you don't count Belichick. If you don't count Belichick, yeah. yeah. It's Steve Spagnuolo in Kansas City and Lou Anarumo in Cincinnati. Big Lou. Mm-hmm. Big Lou. Now, Big, sweet Lou. Now, it's Lou Pinella then. <laughs> okay, but now if we say, how about 2020? Then you add in Jack Del Rio. 
That's it. Yeah. So, so literally, to have their job for three years <laughs> would be 20, 21, 22. There's been three DCs. Yep. So things have changed. Yeah. And the too high and all that, uh, safeties, it does seem to go again. You know, we don't know what he's going to do against those offenses. So, or I guess those defenses. So I think there's big questions. We'll be watching in the preseason. Plus, Ravens are always trying to win. Baltimore's won 23 straight yeah, games. 23 straight A record that will games. never, they have, ever be broken. They have not lost an exhibition game since 2015. It's been even longer since they won a Super Bowl. <laughs> okay. Speaking of the Harbaugh's, a second. Here we go. I heard about you guys. I said last week I couldn't believe you were going to take Michigan. You fell in the trap. I'm not saying I knew what was going to happen, but now, like a scarlet letter, but not a letter. It's like it was a it was a scarification act, uh, ritual. They put a big cheater, a C, on Harbaugh's chest to say you can't win without breaking the rules, Smelly. <laughs> Like Jim Tressel or somebody. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Tressel. Tre- listen, Tressel, he lost his job over it. I mean, High State doesn't put up with that stuff. Oh, wait, hold on. This is the wrong one. I was trying to say, do. Okay, Harbaugh. He smells. <laughs> what do you have to say about this, AJ? Not much. It doesn't affect No much. comment, he says. He can't defend it. What doesn't affect? What about the kids? I think they're all okay. I mean, what about the little eight year old? That looked up to Harbaugh. He shouldn't do that. He smells. I know. Yeah. But you picking him on the gambling podcast probably enticed a few eight-year-olds to do that. Let's be honest. Eight-year-olds shouldn't bet on sports. Yeah, but let's be honest. Some do. Hold on. We approve greatly of parents listening to this pod. Sure. No matter who's listening. Kids, whatever. I wouldn't. Maybe not this week's episode. He smells. No. (laughs) Just say earmuffs at various points. Do you have any comments, Scott? Because you were part of that pick. Yeah. Uh, well, if you look at the schedule, I think what they'll be fine the during those four games. They picked Michigan over High State. To win the Big Ten? Uh, Michigan yeah. plus 165 to win the Big Ten. Yeah. Huh. Okay. And now Harbaugh suspended for four games. They fell, well, right, not yet. they fell right into the trap. Expected to be suspended. They're working out a negotiation right now. Oh, good. So if he has the political pool, maybe lying and cheating doesn't matter. Yeah, exactly. <sighs> Their first four games... East Carolina, UNLV, Bowling Green, and Rutgers. Which church would you recommend? Because I might have to go to church just to somehow make myself feel better after this. This is like Sodom and Gomorrah or something. And this suspension is going to be for not cooperating with an NCAA investigation. So he he cheated, then he lied about cheating. Well, allegedly (laughs) cheated. We don't know. I'm not going to say allegedly. Okay. If, If Harbaugh wants to sue, bring it on. Here's what happened. Wait, wait until what's that stage where you get to interrogate them? Uh, what is that called? Discovery? What, yeah. Well, no, discovery. Deposition. Deposition. Yeah, yeah. I will be the attorney in that deposition. <laughs> that, I want the truth. That, that would be an interesting deposition. There was. Do you or have you ever smelled? Yeah. yeah. It's true that you've accused a defendant of having body odor on your, on your podcast <laughs> no, no, many, no. for many years. I wouldn't be given the deposition. He would be given the deposition. <laughs> yeah. I'm asking the questions. There was alleged 
recruiting you know, uh, violations. Guilty. That when the NCAA investigated, uh, they apparently said that he lied to them. Enough and, with the apparent. He's a liar. Okay. He's mouse. He lied to the NCAA, yep. and he refuses to admit he lied to the NCAA. I agree. They wanted him on that wall. So they he, needed him so on he that lied, wall. So he lied a second time. He, he lied about lying. He no commented. Oh, so now the lie of omission. Mm-hmm. Because he did not cooperate. He smells. With the enforcement. They couldn't even beat TCU. How are they going to beat the Buckeyes? Exactly. The flu. And even last year, they were, High State was dominating that game. And then some flu happened. Didn't they have the you flu? Mean, like the, the second, third, and fourth quarters happened? The whole team had the flu, right? <laughs> Something like that? Well, let's just say this. It doesn't surprise me that Scott and AJ have been flummoxed by small sample size. You think you would say, hmm, High State's now 14 out of 16 or whatever it is. Michigan's home in that game and they're favored right now in the game of the year lines. I believe it. I believe a lot of the squares, all the, hey, I want to bet a game of the year so I can put it on Twitter and I'm going to put $700 on it, but my friend's putting 300 so now we got a dime on it. That, that, (laughs) that's pretty good, wasn't it? (laughs) In pocket. <laughs> By the way, wait, one week from Friday, South Point puts up their games of the year, college football. I encourage all Sharps to play there. Except the banned ones. Except if you're banned. <laughs> I so won't be is, there. Is this still you trying to get in good, his good grace? No, I think he's trying to punish them for not allowing him. He's trying to send the Sharps to beat their numbers. Thank you. My guess. Well, they're putting their numbers up because they want action. They feel confident they're going to take it. Oh, no, he commented, oh, we didn't do so good last year with our games of the year. Shocker. Huh. Are you rooting against them? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Hall of Fame. I hope they get crushed. Hall of Fame? Yeah. That was his next comment. That was his next comment, right? <laughs> Yeah, I'm looking at this, RJ. Since 2010, Buckeyes are 8-3 and three against Michigan. Well, keep going back. Well, 2010 doesn't count, though, because Ohio State won, but that had to be vacated because they cheated. What? If you bet on it, if you bet on it, <laughs> who, 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 who cashed? Uh, 2010 would have been, it was, was it Tressel or Meyer cheating Maybe instead of, instead of, like, damning people's good name, maybe look it up. I'll look it up. You know, I actually would say this. It, it was has, Jim Tressel. Yeah, it has nothing to do. Sweater vest. <laughs> He's the AD right now at Youngstown State. Now, here's the thing that, if I'm not mistaken, he was recently, is I find the vacating of the wins for all of these, doesn't matter what a team does, one of the most egregious things. I agree. I agree 100%. Because what it does is it takes the sanctity out. You know, you, Some would say, no, actually, by finding the cheaters and taking those wins away, you keep the sanctity. I think we all know it's very arbitrary who gets caught. We all know the, the, the punishments are arbitrary, political. And the idea of taking those wins away, and it screws up lifetime records where, like, they don't. That's a horrible. Yeah, the whole Reggie Bush USC thing, like, acting like that never happened. Like, we didn't watch Reggie Bush be the greatest why'd college let, football why'd player you ever. Why did you let it happen? Yeah. Like, the NCAA was there. They could have tried to stop. If anything, it was their lack of enforcement that led USC to think they could do whatever they wanted. Mm-hmm. Reggie Bush wasn't even the best football player that year, Scott. Who was? Vince Young. Was that the same year? Same year. Yeah. No, that's true. Though Vince Young, you know, it's funny. I was looking back at that. He wasn't great before that last year. It was kind of a one-year thing, right, for him being that level. Well, when he beat Michigan in the Rose Bowl the mm-hmm. year before, it was like, that well, Vince, Vince Young might okay. be special. And then 05 was, I think, one of the best years ever. I, I think, and again, I don't watch these days. I used to watch a lot of college football. I don't watch very much at all. But he's the most dominant player I've ever seen on the field. I th- and again, I, I can't look at D tackles as, you know, I mean, 
of skill position, he would go. He would. He would. He would uh, go back. You know, seven step drop or whatever. Look around and run. And no matter what, no one could even touch him. It was like <laughs> even if they were playing flag football, they couldn't get him. I still remember that last play when he went around. Oh my god! Now I would actually say Cam Newton was high on that list. Though. Yeah, I would say too. Tim uh, Tebow and, also. Well, yeah, I think. That I was that whole more, team was loaded. Yeah, you know, that Florida team. More well, Mike, Texas team was pretty loaded too. More Michael Vick and Reggie Bush because you watch those highlight films and it, it was comical. Yeah, but Vic, like Florida State, whipped his ass. And I mean, like if you, I don't know if you can be the best, best one of the best of all time, and, and get your, you know, and be in the national championship game. And how many other, how many All Americans played for Virginia Tech that year? Yeah, it's interesting <laughs> stuff. All right, that's all I know about college football. Oh. Tom Osborne was pretty good. I know that. And Jim oh. Harbaugh stinks. Oh, <laughs> more ways than one. Yeah. And I know BYU was one of the progenitors of the passing offenses. Okay. What was that guy's name? Le- Levy? What was that guy's name? Aaron? Who was the head coach here for like 30 years? It was like, it, I think his first name was with an L and his last name was with an E. I think. He looked scary. Lavelle Edwards. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Boy, I'm, I'm surprised I got those initials right. <laughs> and Air Coriel. His real name wasn't Air. What? Yeah. That's a cool name. Yeah. If you're like you're a guy passes a lot, your your last name is Coriel, Air Coriel. Air Steve McNair had the same nickname. Yeah, but that wasn't near as good. It was pretty good. Mm-mm. All right. He was a couple yards short. <laughs> wasn't he against the Rams? Right? The greatest show. Yeah. He threw before the sticks. Yep. That game landed on the number seven. And was like a foot away. Boy, Vegas learned, though, that wasn't a black Sunday because they learned from the Dallas game. They like, they stayed seven the whole week. You're saying the Dallas game in 1979? That's the one where Vegas got spashed. Black Sunday. Yes. All right. Moving on. Cleveland Browns. Watson. Now, he's probably no, – to some degree, this is a question we're going to ask about a couple of these. Do they play Watson? I say yes. And what – does that tell us if they do? We're talking preseason now. I would make the case that tells us that they're worried about him. Needs if work. They think, if they think he's ready to – needs work, that's a perfect way. Does he need work or not? So let's tick off the other situations we think that applies. Jordan Love and Green Bay? Yep. And Atlanta? Ritter. Ritter. Yep. Think about it. Scenario one. Ah, Watson's not playing. We're fine. We're ready. That is a sign of confidence. I think this is the strongest part of the pod. I never thought about this, but RJ is way better at this than I am. The whole idea of, like, if oh, if a guy doesn't play, I get no information. No, you do get information. The team is feeling confident about him. Or in theory, if they could hide him, maybe they're high, but you can't hide your starting quarterback. So, you know, by the way, if you think I'm good at this, at the end of the pod, you hear about me and the courageous actions with a gun. True or not? Is that in there or not? We heard the story. Yeah. yeah. Are you questioning the story? <laughs> no. It's truth from A to Z. <laughs> we heard it. And Fez told it. So just stay tuned for that. All right. So who do you have of the three quarterbacks in question? Ritter, Love, and Watson. Who do you have the most optimism for? Fez. Oh, Watson, not even close because you've I'm, seen him be good before. But last yeah. year, Watson was worse than like we would. Let's just say this: Do we expect Love to do better than Watson was last year? I'm R.J. Bell, and I'm going to give you some straight talk. Now, there's two types of people that try to be healthy. One is the fanatics. 
they're the types that show up in Vegas and they got a water bottle and they got like a salary chopped up and let's forget about them because I'm nothing like them. And you know what? I know a lot of them love AG1, but I'm not speaking to them. You guys got it covered. You know AG1's good. I'm talking about the people who try, but they're not perfect with it. And to me, that's what makes AG1 perfect is you can have a big dinner and maybe eat a little too much. Maybe have that glass of wine or that beer. You're not feeling great. Next morning, you have the AG1, and all of a sudden, you're back feeling good. And to me, if you can have that as your home base in a way, that, that center, that equator, that center that you can return to at any time with just a nice drink and feel healthy, well, I love it. If you want to take ownership of your health, it starts with AG1. Try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D3 and K2 and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase exclusively at drinkag1.com slash rjbell. That's drinkag1.com slash rjbell. Check it out. DraftKings, the leader in fantasy sports, just dropped a brand new fantasy app, Pick 6. Now, what's different about this thing? I was never a big fantasy guy. You know why? is I always worried, you know, who's on the other side? Who am I playing against? With pick six, you're not going against another player or players. You're going against the bookmaker. You're going against the number that they put up. So all you got to do is pick between two and six NFL players and choose if they're going to have more or less of the stat that interests you. Download DraftKings Pick 6 app now and sign up with code RJ. That's code RJ. Only at DraftKings Pick 6. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 18 plus in most eligible states. But age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. Valid only in states where DraftKings Pick 6 operates. Pick 6 not available in all states, including but not limited to Connecticut and New York. For up-to-date list of states, please visit dkng.com slash pick 6 states. Void where prohibited. See terms at pick6.draftkings.com. I have love a minus two, two points worse than average. I think that's, I, I think Watson was a little bit worse than that last year. So we're, we're presupposing Watson is, there's going to be a big comeback. I think then. average. I got him zero, right in the middle. What do you think? I don't know. Me neither. Because the thing I thought the whole time, uh, pretty much your way, that no one's ever sat out this long without mm-hmm. an injury and all the emotional stuff. You know, guilt, whatever. I don't know what he's feeling, but it's certainly a distraction. Not getting weekly massages. Yeah, I, I thought he was tight last year, but I'll tell you this: is someone made a point about a month ago that just I hadn't thought of. We talked about too high. If you look at Watson's game when he was successful in Houston, AJ, you were there reporting on it. He played a lot like Russell Wilson. Yeah, deep balls. DeAndre Hopkins was his best friend. What The current league has stopped that play. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So really, Watson's greatest strength, the defense is It's almost like the whole league said, we got to stop this guy when he comes back because he was wronged with women. And the whole league's scheme has sto- is, is built to stop the way Watson won. Last year, he tried to play that way and couldn't do it. How much of it was the schemes versus his style versus rust? I think that's a valid question. I, I, I think so too. You know, the one thing, and we talked about this. I'm, I'm watching the quarterback. You know, the the Netflix, and it really is emphasizing to me how important the cerebral aspect 
of football is. It's like you're seeing Kirk Cousins and Mariota and um, – uh, you know they're studying those playbooks. They're going over with their wife. I mean, it's... yeah. There's there's one clip where Mahomes is actually talking about the too high because he, I forgot yeah. what game it was, but they were playing it. And then how's it sound? And, oh, it sounds like it. Yeah. <laughs> and, but they um they, they then brought the safeties up, and Mahomes is like, oh, I've seen that look before. I'm going to go over the top, and then he goes over the top and completes a long pass. I'm going to punish him. And then yeah, he's like he's like they don't know. I watch film. I, I watch, watch film. film. I watch film. I watch film, I'm dog. Like, you can't bring those like safeties up. I got film. He's celebrating how he got to beat them over the top. First time in history, I turned everyone's mic off but mine. <laughs> you guys were all doing Mahomes imitations, and it was an affront to broadcasting. Can I get a personal guarantee you won't do that again, AJ? <laughs> Fez? I have no Scott? All right, you two go on. He stays off. Tell me when you're ready to come back. <laughs> All right. <laughs> that was horrible. Mackenzie, how? I mean, was that as bad as it seemed? I watched tape. <laughs> oh, now I got to turn his off. Mackenzie, Mackenzie 100% did that on purpose, yeah, knowing. That was, good. that was good. This is like a mutiny on a bounty situation here. <laughs> You know, this Mahomes is really smart. Every time he gets popped, he's good. every time he gets popped by like a defensive lineman, he's like, good hit, bro. Good good rush. And he's like, I don't want those guys to hate me. I want them to like me. Now, your first thought is going to be that I'm joking when I say this. I'm not. Fez, how much have you upgraded any of the quarterbacks or downgraded from your watching of the Netflix show? I upgraded Kirk Cousins. I did. I was impressed with the work ethic and how important it was to him. I mean, and his interaction with his head coach. I was, um, you know, I was. I've been critical of Kirk Cousins, and I'm, I have a much more favorable opinion of him. I, I understand the film crew is making him look good. He actually is going to vote for Connor Roy for president. <laughs> He's a conhead. <laughs> Faz, let's just say this. If anyone's anti-Faz, and we know you're out there, if you uh, if you ever want to like really hang a stinker on him, say, you know, Faz, he actually downgraded or upgraded a quarterback from <laughs> the Netflix documentary. Oh, Fezzy. Fezzy Wes. <laughs> At least you, we can know for sure you're telling us your truth, what you feel, because no one in the right mind would say that, but you feel it, so you're saying it. I think I'm right. They're wrong. That's if what they I'm disagree, saying. they're wrong. That's why. That's the point I'm making. You're willing to say what you think is the truth. McKenzie says Cleveland was number seven on offense by DVOA. One of the only two teams. One of only two top ten offenses missed the play. Huh? That missed the play. Read that for for me verbatim, please. Cleveland was number seven on offense by DVOA. Uh-huh. Only. What? One of only two top 10 offenses that, I add parenthetically, <laughs> missed the playoffs. Also, Detroit Lions were number six and they missed. Okay. You know, this is fascinating. So, McKenzie put up about a half hour ago a note, note card that said, well, I'll read it his way. VDOA split. No, DVOA splits. And it says top 10 defenses, five of 10 made playoffs last year. Top 10 offenses, eight of 10 made playoffs. So when we were talking about defense not mattering, Belichick, very smart card. I was going to say it when I wanted to. Then he thinks, oh, Browns. Browns are one of the offenses. So by putting that card up, he's saying 
you haven't really said what you need to say over here, my brilliant work, and I'm going to re- make sure you do by making it even more contextually relevant. Was that your intention? Very accurate re- reading <laughs> of the situation. <laughs> Would the Browns make your list of your top five most intriguing teams? Yeah, we we already talked about them on the list, right? right? Yeah, yeah. You know, I'm thinking Cleveland's home against Cincinnati week one, and Cleveland's catching two and a half, and every now and then a three's popped up, but not lately. And I'm like, damn, I want three. Cleveland's going to win this game. But let me ask you a question, all joking aside, that idea that it might be scheme that's the problem, the way the league is playing, that seems at least as likely as it was rust. Yeah. So I think everyone kind of felt like there was an 80% chance he was going to be better this year. I don't. I think it might be less than 50. You know, the eye test, I, you're watching him, and he was just missing all his throws, though. You know, but again, I don't. You and AJ are some of the great couch scouts of all time. Well, we're but, good on the couch, <laughs> but I mean, I don't know if you could. Do you know where he was supposed to throw? Nope. Yeah. Nope. <laughs> all right. Um, ooh, Fez, division home dogs in week one since 2012, the modern year of the NFL, 15 and two against the spread. Yeah, division dogs in general are good week one. So, uh, but the divisional dogs. That's what uh, we said. Division yeah. home oh, dogs. Oh, the home oh, you're saying, oh okay, okay. Yeah, they're both good, but the home's better. Yeah, so that it fall, falls into that nice category. See, also. what's funny is I would think the opposite. Here's why: Week one has the most prep time, right? Mm-hmm. So what do we know on Thursday nights? If there's two division teams, it tends to be a closer game, and and Thursday doesn't matter as much, meaning the short week because they don't have to prepare as much because they play them twice every year. Well. The fact that you play them twice every year, it would make all that extra prep meaningless, it seems like. Thus, yeah. why would they – wouldn't there be, like, non-division dogs be especially good because the team had extra time to prep them? Yes. But no. Nope. Maybe because the team is spending too much time on their Week 2 opponent and overlooking as I, a favorite in Week 1. I doubt that. I mean, you got six months to prepare. <laughs> mm-hmm. my, my understanding is, like, in college especially, like, they would, they would have weeks – for the coaches, where this was, uh, if you're, you know, I, my friend was at KU at this point, it'd be like, this is uh, Missouri week. And it, it's like a certain week, you know. And then I've heard Lombardi talk about Belichick saying he, and this is what's interesting, he said he's a rare coach that won't focus only on the early games, but will, let's say there's a Thursday game, they will spend time, even if it's week 14 before the season, because they know they're going to be short that week. So that implication tells me the coaches aren't real smart, or at least historically haven't been great about where to allot that extra time. I think it's really weighted towards that first in the first couple of games, I think, from I what agree. I hear. I agree. You know, I don't know. I'm not in the meetings. Um, moving on. Okay. I think that's it for the Central, or formerly the Central Division. Oh, Herbsy. Now, let me ask you, when you saw the contract today, AJ, for Herbert, what, mm. were, what were your genuine feelings in sequence? Deserved. You're like, finally, justice. They better hurry up. The, the clock starts now. Because it's going to get expensive. Yeah. Did, it seem proper, did he seem properly compensated? Yeah. Do you think he should give any money to Eckler? Uh, if he wants to, if he chooses to. Do you think he should? Yeah, probably a little. You think he will? No. Probably buy him a watch. <laughs> Has he ever bought him a watch before? I don't know. I heard he's cheap. Did you? Herbert, yeah. I heard in college he wouldn't pay. I mean, like, he'd buy his beer, but no one else's. I haven't heard that. 
There's something wrong with Herbert. He can't be much of a team guy. I don't know why you. Th- I don't know why you have this negativity about him. <laughs> he seems withdrawn and sullen. He seems antisocial. All right. Have you? I'm glad he's. I'm glad he's not as social as Ben Roethlisberger was. That's all I'll say. Well, if you maybe he'd have two Super Bowl rings. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you this. The, you you won't find a ballsier throw than the throw to win against Arizona. What? No? We could I could do a part on that throw to Santonio. Or the catch. It was amazing. But but Holmes had no choice. The ball was coming. Mm-hmm. Right? He made a great mm-hmm. catch. But if he Big Ben, if that's like two inches lower, he gets accepted. Better Super Bowl throw that one or Eli to Manningham in the second Giants Patriots on the sideline. <sighs> that might be the greatest throw ever. Hold on, I'll I'll answer your question. You don't have to answer your own question. <laughs> I think the skill level on the Eli throw was higher. I don't even think it's in the same universe as in the gut. Mm. Giants were in a position where it was going to be hard for them to win. I mean, and that play helped them get there, but you had to take a chance in that spot. The Steelers kick a field goal there to tie the game. Mm. So an interception means you throw an interception to end the Super Bowl. Oh, Big Ben. Great. I mean, Terry Bradshaw, I grew up with his jersey. Big Ben, greatest dealer quarterback of all time. Maybe he was trying to throw it out of the end zone and he threw a bad pass. No. <laughs> That's not how Big Ben went. You know what's amazing? No. If anyone rewatches that drive coming up, I was actually at it's the only it's the only NFL game I've ever seen, if you could believe it. Is meaning that in I was person, there. Yeah. yeah. And I was actually in the complete opposite corner of the end zone. So I was as far away from that catch as possible. But in the big, but I was actually right where Harrison scored on that return. So, you know, um, here's the one amazing thing Steelers had it, they were second and like 17 on that, the beginning of that drive. And one incomplete pass, and it's like, you know, you're in a desperate situation now, right? And Big Ben went back, didn't see anything. And like scrambled up, and then he threw a little twelve-yard pass. It was like the most mature. And again, he was only like in his fifth year, and he got it where it was like third and six, and it was like so amazing because no one will think of that play ever. Mm-hmm. But that play allowed that play, to, you know, drive to happen. And then we won our sixth. <laughs> it's been a while though since then. God damn, that's been a long time. Fire Tomlin, huh? Oh, never a losing <laughs> season. You know what's funny? There was a lot of people say fire Tomlin like th- three or four years ago. They haven't won a playoff game since, and he's become a Hall of Fame coach. Yeah. Mm. Like, Colin used to— You have to be getting tired of it, though. Like, with the Pirates, like, you've got to be yeah. telling them, hey, just hurry up and start winning, right? No, 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 no. When you, make, when you <laughs> never have a losing season, that's the definition of winning, isn't it? Yeah. Always. Okay. They don't just win. They always win. Even Belichick has had a losing season during that time. Him and Tom Brady. Mm-hmm. Average, highest average value. What is, it, what is that per year? Yeah. Boy, Herb's got, got shortchanged. You're telling me that Lamar Jackson is only making a half million dollars less than Herbert? Yep. So well, you, you didn't have that emotion? No. He should have, I think he should have been at 60. Well, well Joe Burrow is going to probably be at yeah, 54. Yeah, Joe, Joe Burrow is going to jump him. That's what I'm him. saying. He'll be the highest guy. I wouldn't. Well, but let's be honest. Chargers are known to be. How is Aaron Rodgers making $50 million? I mean, it's not nearly as good. He's not even close. It's not well, the same area signed, code. He signed a three-year deal after two straight MVPs. All right. <laughs> it's not who you are. It's when you are. 
in the NFL. You know what's fa- you know what's fascinating, and we'll talk about this, I'm sure, at some point. Kyler Murray's number six on the list. Now, we might think, oh, if they get the number one pick, can they get a draft choice for Kyler Murray? Like the debate is, can they, mm-hmm. will anyone trade for him? When people are trading first round picks for like Sam Darnold after, yeah, yeah, there's going to be a haul for Murray. But here's what's amazing: it was the end of the 2021 season, so one season missed. You know, meaning not accounted for. When I was looking at that SIS stuff I told you guys about, and they had Kyler Murray as the second best quarterback in the NFL, like week fourteen mm. of, of of 2021. Yeah, they, remember they got off to that incredible start, and mm. and yeah, and he was so like what's happened? It was one game, it was one season, and now how much was that affected by that video game crap and 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 the study clause? His whole narrative has changed. Well, a catastrophic injury too. No, but it was just as bad before the before the, the injury hasn't affected anyone's opinion. It seems like, which it should maybe because he might you know he's a mobile prone, quarterback, yeah. injury prone people. Yeah, but, I would know. <laughs> but like, wouldn't you agree, Fez? Is that injury isn't why people are worried about Kyler Murray? I think it's a combination. Actually, I do think they're worried about it. I don't. I haven't heard anyone articulate that. Have I, I haven't either. No one's talking about it. So yet. how do you know they're thinking about it? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not MD Fezzik. He's, he's reading minds. Yeah, so Mackenzie, look up Kyler Murray's uh, QBR uh, for 2021. I just want to get a feel. I, I think we might be, like, if he gets, like, think of Minnesota. Right? The theory is this is, I mean, even with your upgrade, Fez, this is Cousins last year in Minnesota is what yeah. everyone's saying. Kyler Murray there, I mean, like, if you were a team that needed a quarterback, if you thought he wasn't a real bad apple, like the guy that's going to infect the locker room, he's got to be right at the top of the list. He was the number one pick. And he, I mean, he's performed well, net net. Kyler Murray was like one of the leading candidates for MVP starting coming to 21. Mm-hmm. Right? It was his third year, right? Um, they started out 10 and 2 that year. Seventh best QBR. Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, Herbs. Stafford, Mahomes, Allen, Kyler Murray. Mm-hmm. As long as Justin Herbert's ahead of him. They're, <laughs> they're sleeping on little Kyler. You still didn't answer why you don't like Justin Herbert, though. I don't like bad people. What's bad about him? <laughs> <laughs> He's sullen. He's very uh, withdrawn. Let's just say this. His profile and the Columbine shooter's profile. Oh, very stop. No, no, I'm saying not that that's him. I'm saying that that what are the qualities like that's like saying who's someone who's inclined to commit suicide. There's going to be a list of characteristics, right? If someone has those characteristics, doesn't mean they're going to do it. So because he's not running around on the field doing discount double checks like he's he's an unlikable guy. <laughs> discount double check. But do, first of all, do we understand that saying he has characteristics that sometimes lead to certain things is not saying that person is. That's fine. Do. I disagree I with that. He sure has those right. characteristics, but I. I you don't think he's so, he's antisocial? I, just, I think he's a quiet guy. I, That's I, what antisocial is. No, quiet. it's not. Yes, it is. Like in a crowd, if you're quiet, you're, or if you're six people sitting around and you're not talking, you're not telepathically being social, right? Do you think Tom Brady was uh, was social? Yeah, big time. He used to put events together. I mean, he was like a team builder, and he was talking nonstop, right? All right. But, I mean, I'm going by what I heard at Oregon. Did you, you had to hear the same thing. No. 
and you and, didn't and have I told, college football. Yes, because because you didn't hear about Feinbaum's comments. That was crazy. That was all over the place. And now you're saying you didn't hear that he was so, like he had a freshman year and then he wasn't any better for like three years. And people said, yeah, well, he's not connecting with his team. No, he was third on the depth chart as a freshman. Like, but he had a good year. He was. He so played, right? Justin Herbert was the 659th ranked quarterback the year he went How to college. How does he know that? It's right here in front of me. How oh. does he He know? broke his leg his junior year of high school. Oh, his, how do you right. know that? Because I've, I knew I've that. read about it. I knew that. His next biggest offer outside of Oregon, which is where he's from, mm-hmm. was from Montana State. He's like a total underdog story. Well, I'm not saying it's not a good story. Maybe that's why he's so withdrawn. He was he was he was under considered. It's like if you if you don't have like this massive ego and you're not overly loud. You're you're withdrawn. I, I don't but, get but, that. But why are you? Why were you contradicting my freshman year thing? Did he have a good? Did he play as a freshman? He played sparingly as a freshman. Sparingly. Yeah. How many games did he start? I'm pulling it up his uh, college stats. He's now. gonna go. Oh, actually, not sparingly. Here in a second. Take your time. All right. Would he played eight games as a freshman? That doesn't seem sparing, does it? That's fewer than he played any other year. What? <laughs> No, sparing isn't a relative stat. Okay. Right? Sparing means hardly at all. True. He did not start out the year as the quarterback. Okay, that's different. than. But then he took over and was starter for... The rest of the time there. Is that sparing? No. Okay. Like I said, he was going to correct that in a second. How's his year that year relative to year two, year three, year four? He got progressively better every year. By, By efficiency numbers? By... Because obviously he's going to throw for more yards if he plays every game. By uh, his junior year, his his so passer sophomore rating. Sophomore year, he didn't get better. Sophomore year, he got cons- considerably better. All right. So, what was the jump? Uh, from a passer rating of one forty eight to one sixty seven. Okay. And what was that? Junior that? year dropped to one forty four, mm-hmm. then back to one fifty six. Okay. So pretty much the same range for four years. Yeah. Okay. So, so what's the knock? But but first, let's get something straight. All the things that you've questioned at every step of this conversation have been correct. He started as a freshman, and he pretty much didn't get any better. By a couple degrees, you can say. You know, like, oh, well, he was up here, then he was down here. And that's why he was so there was so much skepticism about him coming in, meaning he was one of these typical tools guys. The thought was he's turned out to be so much better than that. The tools guys that just doesn't put it together or whatever. He stepped up. After um, uh, was it Mariota? Who got shot? I forgot. Tyrod Taylor. Oh, Taylor, and he played amazing. I mean, and in his fresh or his rookie year was an amazing year. He's kind of disappointed since. I mean, there's a reason they had to over. Usually, great quarterbacks don't have the offensive coordinator replaced. Usually, he goes on to be a. He's coach. had an offensive coordinator change every year he's he's been in the league, except so for one. You, what do you think that says? They think his talent is something that doesn't really translate on the field, so they're always disappointed in the OC. And wasn't state uh, wasn't the guy who's now the head coach at Indianapolis his OC the first year? Yeah, Steichen. Yeah, it doesn't seem like he's dropped off too much. No, but somehow he couldn't keep his job with the Chargers. I, I tell you, it's curious, isn't it? There's something going on with Herbert. He's, he's not going to win, I don't think. He's, he's improved his win total every year that he's been in the league. How many playoff wins? None yet. Coming into the league uh, when he was being drafted in the draft process, one scout told Bleacher Report that Herbert was, quote, quirky. Not really Ooh, a, that's the death word not, right there. Not really a leader of men. Others said that he was soft and immature. He's, <laughs> and then the article goes on. He's a natural introvert. So much oh so. Oh, my God. 
that before the season, his offensive coordinator and quarterbacks coach, Marcus Royal, brought him a book called Quiet, The Power of Introverts in a World That Can't Stop Talking. Oh, I'm so happy I put your mic back on. <laughs> yeah. Jesus, that's the best thing I've ever heard. <laughs> AJ, comment. I don't have a. I'm glad he's introverted. I'd rather oh, that. Now he's going for glad. You, you know what? You can have the Baker Mayfields of the world. <laughs> Enjoy those guys, Scott. You just got a star in my book, buddy. That was perfect. And the funny thing, did you even think of not reading that? No, I wasn't. Oh, perfect, yeah. perfect. <laughs> I don't want any loyalty between partners on this. No, I think it's interesting. It's... Oh, we got to play that next time. I want SOVAM. My contractual demand. Is that we had to play that whole exchange. You're saying introvert like it's a bad thing. <laughs> Justin Herbert has never really been the prototypical natural-born leader we tend to think of at the position. He did not wind up playing quarterback because he was the most charismatic figure on the playground. He was a quiet and cerebral kid who started out at wide receiver and only— Well, hold sw- on a second. Are we, is that the Columbine profile or is that Herbert? Oh, Justin Herbert. And I like how, like, by year three, he hasn't won a playoff game yet. He must be garbage. That's a crazy take. What do you mean? Like he's played in the league for three years, and you're like, well, he hasn't won a playoff game yet. He must be a loser. Well, let's look. Like you would have thought Peyton Manning was a loser then. Well, let's look at the court. Well, Peyton Manning really was. I don't want to call him a loser, but his performance in the playoffs was well below. Peyton Manning's the greatest regular season quarterback of all time, and I don't even think it's close. And I don't. I mean, Tom Brady's in a, it's a different universe, but Brady won triple as much or Super Bowl more than triple. Wouldn't you say that, that Peyton Manning is disappointed as a playoff performer? I think no. I think anytime you, a quarterback wins two Super Bowls in his career, he's an he's outperformed any what? reasonable expectation. But yes, coming into the league for sure. But once, if I told you this guy, he he's going to be the best regular season quarterback of all time. What's your over under for suit? And he's going to play sixteen years or whatever. Your over under for Super Bowl has got to be over. And let's be candid; he gets credit for it, but he wasn't had nothing. I don't want to say he had nothing to do. He was an average quarterback his last year. It's amazing yeah. he was so good for so long and couldn't win, right? Boy, I, you know what? I actually think two is pretty damn good. You think about how many good, really good quarterbacks: Dan Marino, mm-hmm. you know, Dan Fouts, never won one. But but Dan, I mean, Marino would be in that well, – Marino, but no one – I agree Marino underperformed even more because you can make the case Marino's one in that top five of regular season quarterbacks. Yeah. So you look – Well, they it, can't all underperform is what I'm saying. Two is too high a, a, a number. I think you got to go one and a half. No, I don't think so. I, I mean, mm. I, I guess what I'm saying is if you look at – I don't know. Aaron Rodgers, one. I think he's a huge underperformer. I mean, I think everyone agrees with that, right? Yeah. I mean, here's the thing. If you're one, let's say that there's five, if you're one of the top three, I don't know how it's spread out. Meaning, is it the top two quarterbacks are going to have a certain chance every year, then the next five, and then there's going to, a certain point, the quarterback's not going to have a chance to win it, right? So let's assume top 10 can win it. How's it distributed amongst those top 10? With Brady, it was way high with, you know, one. But in general, let's assume we think Herbert, let's say the new generation. Right. So who's the best of the new generation? Mahomes, Holmes, right? Burrow, Her- Burrow, Herbert, Josh Allen, Allen, Allen Hurts, Hurts. I think that's the main list, right? Who would be Who would be next? I mean, Rogers. Lamar Jackson, Rogers in the new yeah, not the right new now. generation. Lamar, maybe Dak. And, now we're scraping. Yeah, getting a little older, and then I would make the case. Uh, let's think about this a second. We said Lamar. Oh, I, I think we got to give Trevor Lawrence his. Yep. He, he might be there. He's yep. he's not in that top five. Okay. 
how would we guess from here on Mahomes having won his Super Bowls is a different conversation. How do we do that? I don't know. But I think in a way we're seeing with Mahomes, he's winning an inordinate number. I mean, Mahomes won the MVP in the Super Bowl his, his first year starting. I think Mahomes' existence, much like Brady's existence, is going to make it an uneven chunk of pie for everybody else because Mahomes is just he's that guy just like Brady was that guy it's, particularly in the playoffs it's so funny though they could have lost the 49ers game easy yep they could have lost the Philly game easy. they had no chance to beat Tampa Bay imagine how this narrative would be different yeah oh and three in the Super Bowl yeah mm-hmm. yeah the fight with the Bills and the Bengals and then think about this and this is never I don't, I don't know if this has ever been said on air for anyone maybe it has what would the odds be right now of Mahomes having more than Tom Brady if Mahomes had won that game? So if Brady, We'd be talking about oh, it. If he was three, was it was three, no. Three, no, and then and and Brady, Brady only has six. Yeah, we'd say that Mahomes is going to definitely have more. Well, I don't think definitely, oh, but it would good be shit. Not, Cert- On pace guy, I would say. Yes. He's, he's yeah. certainly on 30%, pace. 30%. Yeah. Instead of 5%. Yeah, or even less. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I know, yeah under. So, because I think Andy Reid can't, you know, yeah. you wouldn't figure he's going to coach in his 70s. Yeah, and like, and like you said, realistically, uh, if, he, if, if, if Mahomes gets a s- seven more Super Bowls, He's going to win three or four. And, who? yeah, we don't know. But what we're saying is the fact we're saying that means what? That that these other quarterbacks were saying they're second and third or whatever, they shouldn't even be. It should be one, then 12. We should mm-hmm. jump to – I don't know. But it seems like asking a quarterback to win one playoff game in their first three years of starting isn't a huge ask. I'm not saying that no that some quarter it took Peyton Manning until year six, and he and even he even with him being an underperformer in playoffs, who won more Super Bowls than him besides Brady? Well, there's a lot more playoff games now. It's a lot easier to make the playoffs. They're supposed to be, and I would make the case Big Ben underperformed in post 2010. The Steelers should have been in a couple more, at least one more Super Bowl. Yeah. If you're great, great. I mean, talk, I mean, Big Ben's probably borderline first ballot Hall of Famer. But if you want to be that, there's no doubt. The question is, does he get 100% of the votes? You gotta, you're at a different level. Mackenzie, this is an interesting question. Find an arbitrary, not arbitrary, find a random, I don't know, random. Find a list that looks decent of the best quarterbacks of all time. That's modern, you know, that's not in the last couple of years, year or two. And tell me in the top 10 how many playoff wins, how many of the 10 had a playoff win in the first three seasons? Got it. Like Detroit, I don't think Aikman makes that list, but Aikman maybe didn't, right? Because they were like one in fifteen. I don't think he makes that list if you're looking at the top ten. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. But I also think the Chargers were considered one of the best teams that had underperformed the last year, every year since he's been there, right? Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. So I think though I, I'm going to actually um, get it. What is it called when you get it stitched by hand, like little quotes and stuff? You know, like there might monogrammed be. or like uh no, that's initials. Like you get it. Um, I just threaded. You know, like I guess bestoke threading, threading or whatever. I'm gonna get that quote about Herbert <laughs> in the like a nice one? eight yeah. by ten on canvas. I think maybe. You know, we forget what a violent sport it is, though. I mean, it's so difficult because you get you got guys. You know, RG three, Carson Palmer. You got so many promising careers that just get wiped away from injury. John Elway didn't win a playoff game until year four. Boy, I, mm. now there's a guy that really threw, reversed. If you, I mean, I was doing sport. I wasn't doing things in the media, but like in '96, 
If you had a conversation about Elway, it was the biggest loser ever. <laughs> got 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 beat in the Cal Stanford game. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> like, and he won two, and it, it was the best thing that ever happened to anyone, maybe. Yeah. Drew Brees, not until year six, but year five as a starter, because his first year he wasn't mm-hmm. a starter. But uh, he only made the playoffs one time with San Diego, and they lost that one game. Uh. And then, San Diego seems to be a reoccurring theme here. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they got a 14 and two regular season coach fired. That's true. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> All right, let's keep going, and we'll see. Yeah, maybe it's going to be more than I thought. Huh. So Herbert has a chance. I, I think Her, I think Herbert wins a playoff game this year. If if hmm, you want to bet that? Oh, huh. I'll let you think on that. Do it. Do it. Do it. Do it. Let, me, let me think on that. Ah. <laughs> Or if they get to Look buy. Everybody holding or, their hand. Or, 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 They're all, not getting the buy. We all have them in our hands. Come on. Dude. We're all waiting to see if he says yes. Yeah. Everyone presses it at once. Would you press it? I want, I'll want. i press it with AJ. You want to be on his side. There you go. So you got you and me and Fez against you two. This will be good. Herbert wins a playoff game this year. And we eat with 300 each, right? So let's go around. Wait, we're talking like even odds? Well, yeah, what do you want? Like, you said, I think Herbert wins a playoff game. To summarize the rules. RJ says, do you want to bat? What, at even? To summarize the rules, we have a button, all right? (laughs) It's green. Two years ago, RJ explained this. Even even dopey Fez remembers. (laughs) And whenever someone says anything with conviction, you're allowed to press the green button. Push the button. And then you will never hear the end of this, by the way. If I I win this, I'm going to bring it up every time. You either recant your statement and say, I was wrong. (laughs) Or I wasn't wrong. That's a Fawns reference right (laughs) now. So so you guys have the same. You you have the parlay. You have the parlay that the Chargers must make the playoffs. They're and minus, then they're minus one twenty five. Yeah, make the playoffs. They're minus one twenty five to make the playoffs. See, this is the thing. And then they have like, to win oh, what, the playoffs. And then he laughs at you when you take even money. Like you, you're, you're gonna be a pussy if you don't take the bet. <laughs> you took a dumb bet. It's you, so lame. No, no it's, it's not so lame. lame. You're the guy that made the dumb statement yes. that said, "I think San Diego's gonna win." And a then I said, game. At "Even at even money." And of course. Well, that's then, what you you didn't say. I think there's right. a forty well, percent chance well, let, San Diego's gonna win a playoff. Let me game. ask you, Fez. Okay, so they're minus one twenty-five to make the playoffs. Yes. What's the low mark? As far as the standings for the Chargers, what's the lowest? Like, do you, do you, Seventh. Do, you, do you think they missed the playoffs this year? They have a 57% chance to make the playoffs. To make the playoffs. And if they Which do make the playoffs, so what's the lowest? Do you think that do you think they could be the seventh seed or do you think the lowest Imagine spot is maybe the sixth seed? yourself but instead they, of just the reading the they, odds. They could, the fact they, that it's 50-50... Um, they're more likely. They're more likely to be a fringe playoff team than yeah. a division Just winner. with Kansas City in the division. Yeah. Team. Because I'm... I, I, Think that there's a chance they can have, uh, a, 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 maybe it's more than fifty percent chance they could have a home playoff game. Well, then you got to love them to make the playoffs. Well, hold on, you got to love them to make the playoffs at one twenty-five. I do love them to make the playoffs at one twenty-five. And last year they were a five seed at no, ten and seven. Now the thing, let's. Think I'm, about I'm willing this. to bet, given the Chargers make the playoffs, that they will be the road team in no, their let, first playoff think, game. Let's think about this now. What what Fez is now? I get where Scott's coming from instinctually, but in truth, they can't have a home game unless they win the division. I know, I know. Mm. So so that that's the thing. You know, yeah, you'd be bad. Well, I guess what I say is I, maybe the point I was trying See, to make. You it, like it when I say yeah, yeah. No, it's a fair point. You know, what, but you know what I was thinking of is like last year they were at the weakest division winner. Yeah, yeah. The well, playoffs, they were still they were favored and they were the favored in that game. That's what I'm thinking of is they could be in. Uh, they're going to be the five seed at the weakest division yeah, and winner. The, and the theory is then 
that, that Jacksonville is going to be better this year, right? So we assume they win, the, you know, which yeah, again is only minus 170, right? But, or, but yeah. given they would make the wild card, they're much more likely to be the six or the seven seed than the five seed. I got to tell you, I heard some guys I respect saying they think that Kansas City is going to be down this year. I think Kansas City. The more I think about it, like, yeah. but, and I, I like your, your parody idea that's like, you know, um, maybe the end of the, the NFL league maybe made it a little tough because the, their schedule at the end of the year is a gauntlet. And you're all and you often say that we're we're a year behind, right? But it's kind of like okay, they lose the cheetah, all right. Now everyone's like, oh, Kansas City's going to be down, and then they weren't down, all right. But usually, then, but usually when it's a transition like that where they have to learn to play a different way, they're never ahead. They, they, them being ahead on that with the wide receivers being the way they are was amazing. Yeah. I don't think that regresses, even you know, though there's different receivers. I think Kelsey might regress. Well, that is true. He hasn't shown age, and he he started showing age at the end of 21. A lot of wear on the miles. Yeah. Why does that wear matter for a running back, but not for a tight end? It's another same so much thing. Usage. You know yeah. what I think is really uh, courageous about these guys? I was willing to offer them if they get the one seed that, that they win the bat, but they renounced. They said, no, thank you. Hmm. So that's wouldn't it be amazing if they go like, uh, what, 15 and two and then get upset in the division? That's, what, that's what Chargers no, do. We should, see, we should have specified in the bet that they make the second round, no, not saying they win. I offered that. Yeah. He said, no, I don't need that. Yeah. No. When did I say no? I said, fuck it, and you pushed a button. Well, how many times are you going to say the F word? We get, you, you, we get dude, you literally put porn on a screen during this episode. Well, first, Classic. Stop it. Hold <laughs> on a second. This is a podcast. Right. And there was no audio. Oh, okay. <laughs> So, yeah, it affected nothing. That's a classic deflection move where I tell my son this all the time, AJ, where you're in the wrong and then you bring up something completely no, like to justify right. it. He's emotional. We just don't want to overdo it. We're for the children. But, but Daddy, you curse. Plus, I've never heard yeah, so well, much well, we fumbled on the goal line. We have a God man of God in here. I apologize, Shane. <laughs> A firefighter that's probably heard worse, I think. You think? <laughs> uh, this was great. Would your opinion of, of Justin Herbert be different if the Jags don't come back from 27 down or the, the Chargers don't miss a field goal? You know, if Hitler hadn't done what he'd done, I would. Okay. I mean, <laughs> no, re- I'm jo- obviously, I'm joking. Um, I do think, to be honest, it's part and parcel. I think that withdrawn people, like when things were hitting the fan. Part and parcel. Yeah, You're yeah. going to have to explain this one. Look it up. <laughs> Mackenzie, look it up for him. Is Brady, what do you think Brady would have done during that comeback? He would have got his team together, huddled them up, calmed everyone down. Here we go, Fez. Be an essential feature or element oh, of. Okay. That is You've a, never <laughs> used this reference and it seems to be spot on. It's a part and parcel, I think, of. His nature. He just. I bet if we rewatch that game, he's off in the corner, sulking, thinking, I, "I'm going to get mad. Who knows what I'm going to do if we lose this game? I mean, who knows what's in his head?" Do you blame Warren Moon for the collapse after being up 35 to three, the Buffalo loss for yeah, Houston Oilers? I do. A few extra points. Yeah. I mean, it's yeah. like, come on. <laughs> yeah, score a few points. Are you down on Tim Duncan because he's not an uh, because he's an introvert? That's very interesting. Duncan was the share. It, what we've seen since Duncan left the Spurs shows how vital he was. He was what they call the locker room sheriff, which is you got this guy on top, a white guy, a lot of black players in the NBA, and he's giving all these rules and saying it's this way, it's this way. Well, a lot of people are going to say. He doesn't understand me. Who cares what he's saying? We've seen these hard asses. What happens in NFL and NBA if it doesn't go well, right? But you had Duncan buying in, 
and that smoothed it all over for a generation. I how he did it without being real talkative? I don't know. I wasn't there. But I'm guessing you can't find a write-up about Tim Duncan, anything like Scott, my partner, just read. <laughs> where Tim Duncan's called an introvert? No, where Tim Duncan's called quirky, and, Tim, and he's called, like, he's given books on leadership by his coaches. <laughs> he's given a, bo- a book on being more extroverted. I, I, like, I think you could probably find plenty of things about Tim Duncan that would be considered quirky. Find me anything like that. And I will let you out of your bet. All right. In fact, I'll let your bet be a free roll. <laughs> All right. <laughs> you can, we won't, can't lose it. And again, it has to be something that feels like it could have also been said about the Columbine shooters. Because <laughs> you can you read that one more time? Sure. I'll, I'll even read further. Uh, one scout told Bleacher Report in 2018 that Herbert was, quote, quirky. Not really a leader of men. Not Other, really a leader of men. Others said that he was soft and immature. Soft. <laughs> but his rib cage, he was so tough, remember? Marcus Arroyo, who was his offensive coordinator. Was that the Roman writer? Uh, Marcus no. Arroyo. Quarterback is the toughest position in sports, both on the, I think he means in the locker room, in the locker room and on the field. You can't fake it when things are bad, and you can't fake it when things are good. Everyone's looking at you all the time. With a kid like, like, if you're giving up a big lead, for example. With a kid like Justin, you have to make him feel comfortable when he's being looked at. Oh my God. So he needs special treatment, like, like, like a troubled youth. I wouldn't say like a troubled youth. Well, that's how they, I mean, a friend of mine coaches or or teaches at-risk, you know, youth. And he says the way you've got to look at each of them individually and talks about how you've got to know their triggers and what not to trigger that. It sounds like that, right? Yeah. Arroyo does go on to say, though, (laughs) quote, I think it's a simple out for some people to say he's an introvert. Big effing deal. I'll give you a list of successful entrepreneurs who are introverted. But that was said before these three years of failure. Yes. Okay. This was coming into the draft. Now we do do have some stats here from McKenzie. All right. NFL.com lists the top 15 QBs ever, plus Patrick Mahomes was added. Okay. Um, And it says years. Can you make it a little bigger, please? Thank you. Years as a starter when securing first playoff win. Okay. Mahomes won. Tom Brady won. Pretty good list. Um, Joe Montana. Okay. Peyton Manning. Uh, so Peyton Manning was – Mackenzie, maybe you should put these in order. He, he goes from three to six to three to one. Well, I think that's probably the order of the – Order of the quarterbacks. Yeah, but that's what's nice about Excel. We're able to do that. But I just want to see who – Sammy – Slinging Sammy Ball. That's a great nickname. That is a good one. Slinging Sammy. You know what's funny is is uh, AJ is looking at this screen like he took the last time he took the SAT. Do you ever take the SAT? ACT. I bet you had a similar look as you were looking at it. As you, like you're really engaged right now. You're like, <laughs> oh, okay, it's got the years. All right, we'll take. Let, let, we'll let Mackenzie finish this. This is going to be good. Actually, we'll read through this. Um, all right, Fez, what do you think about what do you think about Herbert's uh, off field issues? Well. I think it's important to cite there's a lot more playoff wins and now than there were. I mean, that's a valid point. I think we pretty much toss out anything before the. I mean, I think once there was one, there was wild, one card, wild card, yeah. so there's two wins in the AFC, two wins in the NFC. So now there's, you know, oh, so many more. There's, and there's not any buys for the second seed. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, there's, I, I think that's significant. Um, you know, one thing, having watched Mahomes 
what a motivator that guy is, you know? I mean, it's like he's saying it so sincerely, and you know he's just digging a knife in AJ. That's what's so great. What a motivator. I a mean, leader amongst men. I mean, he, he, <laughs> he, was, real, he really is like, like, like you just want to go to war with that dude, you know? Scott, I mean, do me a favor. Can you prepare? We'll take a break here in a little bit. Can you prepare the exact opposite? Like, take that reading and do the antonym of every word okay. and see if it sounds like Mahomes. All right. He is a leader. of You know, like— yeah. I, <laughs> Poor AJ. He got his his all right. His his beloved got a quarter of a billion, and he's just getting crushed. He's having a bad week. Right. week. I, he, he, he tried to make brisket, and it didn't turn out well. It's like it got tweeted. It became pastrami somehow. <laughs> well, that I actually like that transition. <laughs> the um. It, we, all right. So could we got this, Mackenzie? Yeah. Put in order of. Right, year. Can you make it a little bigger, please? All right. So the but it's not order a year, Mackenzie. All you had to do was sort by one. It's like reverse chronological. Yeah. It's, it's chronological. He had, It says 1131, one, and he says it's by year. Yeah, <laughs> oh, 1946. I don't care 19, about that. I want to know how many years he wants they to, were in How the many league. years they, they, before they got their first win. He wants it ordered like yeah. that. Yeah. Doesn't that seem crazy? He did it. He did it. Chronological. It's logic. Was, no, it's logical. I, I could no, see that. No. By year, like 1946, 1950. You get it. What would that do for <laughs> That's the year. But what would that do for the conversation? Nothing, but it's the year. <laughs> uh, how you feeling, AJ? I'm fine. But let's be honest. This The, the debate hasn't gone well. Yeah, probably not. You're better at debating than but, me, RJ. Like, let's let's. But let's admit. Let's sew that onto it, some thread and let, put that hang that over my door. RJ's better at debating than let, you. That, you know, AJ brings up a great point because, like, on SOV, you'd always win all the debates, uh-huh. and rightly so. And but, won but, all the money. Yeah, but that's because you debated better than me. You were. But I won all the money. But too, you weren't necessarily well. I, 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 <laughs> You, Fez, you want to bet this? And then there'd be a two-second pause, Scott, and he'd go, we're, we're, we're on dead oh, air, had, national one, show. One national show, Fez. One time. All right. One time. Well, big, you would never let that big one Big bet go. fucker. Uh, you'd, you'd think he'd be ashamed of that one. He just keeps going with it. All right. So you now have it in reverse order? Uh, it's the order of most years it took for their first playoff win. Okay. So Peyton Manning was the highest at six, so he's almost there. Um, Drew, he's almost there. Drew Brees, five. John Elway, four. And that's it. Everyone else before that. Holy cow. So there's only three of 15. 16, yeah. Yeah, but it's normal. Yeah. If, if he has a career that touches Peyton Manning, Drew Brees, or John Elway, I think we'll say he was pretty good. Well, and if he has no playoff wins, we'll make a big thing about that, too. Yeah, we certainly will. I just think it's a little early to start making a big deal we, about but it. But let's recap, and we'll move on is one, we started talking about his college career and somehow I had all the facts right and you had you contradicted me like four times. and I said he's, he came into his freshman year third on the depth chart. Yeah, and then you contradicted my other points. You said he played sparingly his freshman year. And I said he got no better. And in truth, that was pretty close. Then somehow when I say he was like had the profile of a Columbine shooter, somehow... I don't know, like being quiet makes you a Columbine shooter. That's insane. No, quirky, troubled... And and what's amazing is no, all, where did where do you hear troubled? Oh, maybe not. But may, <laughs> but but I'll tell you this. I'll tell you this. It's like my mind generated that that he read. It was exactly <laughs> what I wanted to hear. So you want to flip it around? I got some yeah. antonyms all right, here. All right, let's see if what if quarterback this... am I talking about? <laughs> he's conventional, a leader of men. Others would say he's sharp and mature. Some would call him an extrovert or confident. Is he too robust? Can he handle the praise? 
And his voice is funny. <laughs> Dude, that sounds like Mahomes. Doesn't. That's awesome. Guess what? I've said this before. Patrick Mahomes is way that. better than Justin Herbert. That's not in doubt. <laughs> and no one's going to suspect him in any shootings, bro. No. You know what's most impressive about Mahomes is they were showing that they, they, he's got like a personal trainer that like turns his body into a pretzel. I always have thought you, all have these... you upgraded his? Yes, because I always thought <laughs> everyone's these... up. Because his... even Mariota. No, I did not. I did not. I did her. not upgrade Mariota. Best backup. <laughs> they uh, l- l- like he makes these throws and people are like, oh, this is unsustainable. He's going to they're going to be t- turned into turnovers and then. It basically the documentary explained why he can do that because he actually practices you know, contorting his body and making. Well, if you think about when he hurt his ankle on that sneak play, he got bent way back and he wasn't even out for the season. Maybe and, it's working. And, and they explained how his father was a pitcher. All right, and so he played baseball. All right, all right. Keep making. So he's like he's like he's like a second baseman or shortstop where all the time you got to flip the ball underhand and you're in different positions. And he did that with the football. And he Herbert did, doesn't do that. God no, God no. What he, did Herbert's dad do? I don't know. Yeah. All right, I've never done this before. I'm going to make this the end of the episode. It's so good. Like any, The time it's going to take to go to the next one and hit play is what you're going to need to cool down. I, the get, you've, you've seen something special here. Because the AJ, I mean, personally, I, I'm going to need some security as, I, as we have this break. But... <laughs> Call Fratto. <laughs> Let's admit this. This has been. How would you describe? We'll let you fit, put the you know describe what you think just happened. I want to defer to Scott. I think he's better at this. Sort Scott, of what do you think about the episode? Just, yeah, just the the way we started into Herbert and how magical it was after that. This is probably <laughs> one of the podcasts you will like star uh-huh. or highlight. So because you just want to go back. And you're going to want to go back and listen to it throughout the season. That's a recommend, or even in future decades. Sure. This, this is a recommendation. It's here. the Amish podcast. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Because that's going to be moved now to the second part. Because we're time shifting all the way. God dang it. We'll leave it at that. See you on the next episode. It's You got it right now. But dab yourself off with a tissue.